Welcome to Where I'm From, the podcast that proves that no matter how far you go, you'll always keep a little piece of home with you. I'm Bill Meeks. After my interview with Dino Ignacio, creator of Bird is Evil, blew up last week to become the most popular episode of Where I'm From ever, I thought my listeners would be interested in the other versions of the Bird is Evil story I've told over the years. Dial up for even more internet nostalgia, coming up. And I want to welcome everybody to where I'm from today. Uh, I'm Bill Meeks, as I said in the intro. I just wanted to let everybody know that there was a bit of a milestone on where I'm from last week. Uh, Thanks to everybody who checked out my interview with Dino Ignacio, the creator of the original Bird is Evil website, uh, Meme. Uh, I've got over 7,000 views and listens on the episode, which is way more than I've ever had on any episode ever. So I was like... You know what? People seem to like talking about Bird is Evil. I have more Bird is Evil content laying around because this most recent episode uh, with Dino is not the first time I've told his story. I've actually told the story of Bird is Evil two other times in my career. Once was about 10 years ago and once was about eh, five or six years ago. Uh, So I thought it was only fair, you know, to give you guys some more Bird is Evil content. So first up, I'm going to play, it's sort of a This American Life uh, style story on Dino from my first podcast from a million years ago, Old Wide Web. Old Wide Web was a, like I said, a This American Life podcast that was based around internet nostalgia, like, you know, 1995 to like 2001, 2002, something like that. It was a lot of fun, a lot of work. I only made it about eight episodes before I gave up, Uh, but that's okay uh, because I think it's really strong. I still hear from people about it all the time. And uh, Dino Ignacio himself, the creator of Bird is, the creator of Bird is Evil, sorry for the misspeaking. um, He actually used it as a primary source uh, for the Wikipedia page on Bird is Evil. Uh, And uh, well, he didn't write the Wikipedia page for Bird is Evil, but the Wikipedia page uses Old Wide Web is a primary source. And then Dino points to it as like, if you want to know about my history with Bird is Evil, here you go. Here's a really tight package about, you know, my history with Bird is Evil, which I'm very honored by. And uh, it's really cool to have uh, been working with Dino to create this stuff over. It's been about 10 years now I've been telling his story. Uh, So just to give you guys a little bit of warning Um, This was the first episode of Old Wide Web, and uh, so production values really aren't where I'd like them. I mean, you know, it's almost 10 years on now, so production values aren't anywhere near where I would want them to be now, because I've grown, you know, as a podcaster and as an artist. Uh, But uh, I did try to clean it up and remaster it a little bit for you guys, so hopefully that helps a little bit. Okay, so uh, here's a clip from Old Wide Web, Episode 1, The Muppets Take Bangladesh. And then I'll be back with another swing at Dino's story in just a couple minutes. Enjoy. know where the internet is going, you have to know where it's been. 
Every episode will examine the sites, terms, and personalities that have defined the online world. So strap on your chrono belts, time cadets. It's time to take a trip to the Old Wide Web. Episode 1, The Muppets Take Bangladesh. Hi, I'm Bill Meeks, and welcome to the first episode of Old Wide Web. I'm here to teach you the history of the internet. Whether you're a newbie or an old tech head, I'm going to give you an overview of how the internet evolved into what it is today. I'm a member of the first generation to grow up with the internet. I was there, man. The internet didn't start with Facebook. Heck, it didn't even start with AOL. It's the end result of decades of human invention, achievement, and yes, occasional stupidity. What started as a way for academics to communicate has blossomed into a network that touches all of our daily lives, geek and norm alike. In today's first segment, we're going to talk about one of the first big online viral hits. It involves a familiar character, a healthy dose of Photoshop, and reaches all the way to a revolution in Bangladesh. Let's take a look at what makes Bird is Evil a site worth remembering. Sunny days, sweeping the clouds away, on my way to where the air is sweet. But can you tell me how the internet distorted one of the most beloved characters on Sesame Street? The website Bird is Evil parodied the character Bert from Sesame Street using fabricated evidence created by Dino Ignacio and others using tools like Photoshop, as well as humorous text pieces. They tied Bert to evil figures such as Hitler and Osama bin Laden, as well as accusing him of having corrupting influence among his fellow Muppets. In one story, Bert forces Ernie to get lap dances at a girly bar. In another, he's accused of assaulting the innocent Prairie Dawn. And in yet another, it's suggested he might have been involved in the death of Mr. Hooper, owner of the general store. And the citizens of Sesame Street weren't his only targets. No 90s pop culture figure was off limits. People like O.J. Simpson, Michael Jackson, and talk show host Jerry Springer seemingly all had connections to the man in the striped shirt. I'm going to go ahead and play a clip for you. It's Ignacio talking about where he came up with the idea for the site on Revision 3's Internet Superstar a couple years back. You know, honestly, I grew up watching Sesame Street, and I remember just thinking, that that guy is a jerk. He's kind of a big He's a little prick, yeah. he is. And, uh, and uh, that just boggled me over the years. Like, why is this guy you know, so angry? And, uh, you know, around, I guess it was summer of 96, I was just thinking, you know, i got to do something about this. i got to write about this. People have to know. When the site won the Webby Award and the People's Voice Award for Best Weird Website in 1998, its audience increased rapidly, which brought about its own set of challenges. Now, a lot of newspapers and websites had stories about Bird is Evil around this time. You, you know, what really always got me about coverage of Internet sites in this time period, mid, late 90s, all the stories had this consistent take on it, which was basically, isn't this Internet stuff wacky? They kind of saw the Internet as a novelty, like the Pet Rock or Rubik's Cubes or the Paleo Diet. But they all had to start taking it a little more seriously in 2001 when Bert moved from filler fluff to hard news. A Reuters photojournalist captured an image of a protest sign in Bangladesh featuring a graphic from Bert is Evil that showed Osama bin Laden palling around with Bert. Over the few days the story was in the news cycle, it came out that the man who made the sign had printed it directly from a Bert is Evil mirror site, unaware of the humorous Western context that having Bert in the background caused. 
The story made headlines on many high-profile news sites such as CNN, the BBC, ABC News, and the New York Times. Now, with the site being so popular, a whole lot of cheap knockoff sites showed up in the Yahoo directory, which, you know, was the directory at the time. Sadly, I have to admit, I was the owner of one of those sites. I called it uh, Domination. We can stop brain together. And it purported to prove cultural phenomenon like the Teletubbies and the Truman Show, things like that, were all plots by the cartoon character Brain from Pinky and the Brain to take over the world. I, now, it's a really super lame website. I, I suggest you do not go to it. But if you want to go to it, the link is Braindom, B-R-A-I-N-D-O-M. Dot tripod.com. That's right. It's still up with a live counter. Uh, so you can check it out if you want to. I'll put the link in the show notes, but I highly suggest you don't. Anyway, back to Bird is Evil. Now, no good thing can last forever. And on October 11th, 2001, Ignacio posted the following message on his site. I have taken down the site Bird is Evil from my server. I would like to thank Sesame Workshop for their patience and restraint all these years. I implore all fans and mirror site host of Bird is Evil to stop the spread of this site too. This is not selling out. I was not bullied. I am not being a pussy. I'm doing this because I feel this has gotten too close to reality, and I choose to be responsible enough to stop it right here. I hope my other projects will receive an ounce of the appreciation you all showed. Bert is evil. While the initial site is only available on the Internet Archive's Wayback Machine, the decision by Ignacio to allow anybody to mirror the site means that there are dozens of copies you can find with a quick Google search. Here he is again on Internet Superstar talking about that decision. For, for a span of um, a year or two, the site was not even on my server. I had given away the whole site as a mirror, um, a zip file for people to mirror everywhere. And at that time, there were like mirrors popping out everywhere, New Zealand, Canada, California, everywhere. But just because he took down the site doesn't mean it still doesn't have an effect in our daily lives. You can trace the influence of the site to other Sesame Street parodies like the lovable terrorist Gitmo on The Daily Show's semi-regular segment, Gitmo's World. With more on how the closing of this infamous prison is being viewed, we're joined by our man on the inside of the prison, Guantanamo Bay detainee, Gitmo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, John, how are you? And Avenue Q, the hit Broadway musical, owes more than a bit of a nod to Bird is Evil for helping to move children's puppets into a more adult space.
And you know, the Muppets have really upped their hip factor as of late. They have a line of comics out that are doing really well. Uh, they have an upcoming motion picture uh, done by Jason Siegel, the guy from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And for the past couple of years, they've had a really kicking YouTube channel, which has spawned a ton of award-winning online videos. The internet is a completely different culture, isn't it? You said it. Everything here is immediately followed by sarcastic comments and nasty responses. Yep. We're finally where we belong. Making funny Photoshop images wasn't really all that popular when Bird is Evil came out. I really think Lolcats, Scumbag Steve, Worth 1000, all the other Photoshop memes you can think of really owe a debt of gratitude to the creative and satirically rich Photoshopping that happened on Bird is Evil. There were a few other humor sites in the same vein back when Bird is Evil was around, like the Ate My Balls sites, for instance. But most of the humor sites out there were just big, long text pages, collections of jokes like blonde jokes, ethnic jokes, uh, guy walked into a bar jokes, anything you might find in a joke book on the shelves at your local bookstore. It really was a pretty unique site for the time. The type of humor on Bird is Evil was designed for the web, and its success was due in no small part to how quickly the web was growing around it. Now you add that with the fact that it roasted a character with instant recognition, in America anyway, and the wow factor of photoshopped images, which were fairly novel at the time, and it's no surprise this site is still talked about today. It worked because it touched on a nostalgic nerve in several generations of web users, and you can still get your nostalgia fix by visiting the official mirror at birdisevil.tv. So that was Old Wide Web's version of Bird is Evil. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, you can see how much I've grown as a podcaster since I first recorded that. Uh, we're going to play another thing in just a minute here. But first, I wanted to run through. I sort of did a running live commentary in the chat uh, during the show that I wanted to go through here real quick. Okay, so first I say... Uh, my audio is so crunchy, pretty sure I was using an SM58 microphone, which is a cheap sort of punk rock music microphone. I, I was able to clean up a lot, a lot of the noise, though, in the track, so I hope, hope you guys saw that. Okay, so a trivia, I made that song, the Sesame Street theme song, by running an old MIDI version of the Sesame Street theme song through a MIDI sequencer called Reason 5, so I wouldn't get run into copyright issues. Uh, I did think that the Prairie Dawn story that was on Bird is Evil that involved like sexual assault and stuff was a little much. Um, I, I do want to say I used the Internet Superstar clip 
clips from Dino a lot in that stream. I did that uh, because, hold on, reset, loosey-goosey, flubs and dubs. You'll notice I used the Internet Superstar episode that Dino did a lot in that piece. That's because I didn't have a primary source. I didn't know Dino at the time. Uh, So I used it a lot to kind of cover his perspective of the bird is evil story. I also included it in his intro from last week's episode as an homage to this old wide web episode. Um, if you want to check out my, my version of bird is evil Braindom together, we can stop brain. It's at braindom.tripod.com. And, uh, I also, I'm pretty sure that there's a YouTuber who took my comparisons to Avenue Q and the Gitmo character from The Daily Show and used them in their YouTube video that was published just in the past six or nine months that has gotten way more views than anything I've ever ever done. Oh, one other little piece of trivia. Uh, we mentioned the Ate My Balls websites uh, from back in the day. If you go on my Bill Meeks YouTube channel at Bill Meeks LA and search for, I think it's Episode seven, the jargon file. I have an interview with the guy who did the eight my ball sites. So if you're interested in eating balls, I, I have stuff for you over on my uh, personal YouTube channel. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank you guys a lot for why am I closing out the show, Bill? I the the muting thing through me. Okay, give me a second. Okay, well, we're gonna get into an audiobook I wrote about Bird is Evil here in just a couple of minutes. Never been broadcast on the free internet before, but first we have to pay the bills. Uh, So I'm gonna play a quick ad from Stream Studio and then we'll be right back. Where I'm From is brought to you by Stream Studio. That's S-T-R-E-A-N-N Studio. The web app that puts you in charge of the live show. Stream Studio allows you to take your streaming game to the next level by allowing you to stream to multiple platforms at once. If you want to go to Twitch, if you want to go to YouTube, you can stream to all of those platforms at once, get feedback from your audience, and most importantly, it puts you in control of the show. Now, Stream Studio has several packages that work for just about any type of broadcaster. From the free plan, where you can stream with a watermark, all the way up to the gold plan, where you can have up to eight guests. You can stream to as many social platforms as you want. You can get a web link to share your show with external audiences, and you can even get an iframe so you can embed your live stream show directly into your website. Hey, I love Stream Studio so much, I'm using it to produce this show. I want to thank Stream Studio for supporting where I'm from, and you can give this fantastic software spin and support where I'm from at the same time. Just head over to our website at billmeeks.com slash where I'm from and click on the Stream Studio banner so they know we sent you their way. Go check it out. Great, great service. Uh, now, this next piece is called Bert is Evil, the true story behind the web's first viral hit. So a few years after I stopped doing Old Wide Web, I was doing successful fan podcasts like Greetings from Storybrooke and Legends of Gotham, which you might have heard of. At the same time, I was digging into the self-publishing space and was kind of blowing up at the same time there, too, with my Dog Boy Adventures series of books. 
since I had done a ton of research and writing for the old wide web and still had it all sitting around on a hard drive, I thought maybe why don't I try and turn this into a book? So I started with Bird is Evil because it was my favorite story I did, even though it was the first one. And so I reached out to Dino Ignacio uh, from Bird is Evil to do some original reporting about his experience there. We did a couple email interviews back and forth, and he was more than happy to contribute, right? I And so I published that as a Kindle, sig Kindle single. On the, on the Amazon Kindle store is sort of a test, market test, for an eventual old wide web book that I never wrote. I also did an audiobook version of it, though, and that's what I'm going to be playing for you today. Uh, the audiobook version has done very, very well for me. I, I mean, I won't say very, very well, but, you know, it buys me a sandwich every month and has for the past five years, uh, which is good. But this is the first time I'm giving it out for free. So I hope you appreciate that. Uh, it's a really solid audiobook recording uh, that's read by an actress named Elaine Baden. And if you dig it, uh, feel free to swing over to Audible or Amazon, search for Bird is Evil, the true story before the, uh, sorry, Bird is Evil, the true story behind the web's first viral hit by Bill Meeks, and uh, pick it up if you want to throw me a couple couple uh, bucks, you know, to say thank you uh, for the content I've been doing so far. All right. Anyway, let's go ahead and play it. Bert is Evil, the true story behind the web's first viral hit. Written by Bill Meeks. Narrated by Elaine Baden. It's November 23rd, 1963. We're standing on a crowded street in Dallas. The presidential motorcade comes round the bend onto Elm Street. In the crowd, a man with yellow skin and bug eyes stands a few feet back from the crowd. He's serene, happy even. There's a shot. Two days later, Lee Harvey Oswald falls outside Dallas Police Headquarters. Behind him, the yellow man watches over the scene, his unibrow curved up on both ends. His name is Bert. Yes, that Bert. And according to Dino Ignacio, this Muppet is history's greatest villain. His website, Bert is Evil, uses fabricated evidence to pin vile deeds on the grouchy half of Sesame Street's famous odd couple in felt. Ignacio and his fans used Photoshop and the poetic touch of a Usenet conspiracy nut to vilify the puppet by making him victimize his friends from the street. Bert is Evil claimed it collected incriminating images and documents that prove that Bert is not the lovable, harmless geek he so successfully makes us think he is. The front page featured a blurry mugshot with links to evidence and interviews with his associates like Kermit, Elmo, and others. Ignatius site claimed Bert was corrupting his fellow puppets. In a post titled, Bert Takes Ernie to a Nudie Bar, Bert forces his childlike roommate to accept lap dances from all the ladies. This is all a little much for Ernie. He freaks out, cries, wah, 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 all the way home. Generations of school kids got chuckles insinuating Bert and Ernie were boyfriend and boyfriend. Friendship or romance? This and other articles suggested a troubled relationship. Bert's greatest sins involved someone even more innocent than his roommate. 
Remember Prairie Dawn, the little Muppet with the blue checkered dress, bubble-yum-tinted skin, tight pigtails, and a sparkle in her eye? She was sweet, wasn't she? Like your childhood friend down the street. Bert, how do I say this? Bert did not-so-nice things to her. When you click a link proclaiming Bert assaults Prairie Dawn, you might expect a riff on domestic violence or a bullying polemic. Once the page loads, the real title is revealed. The Rape of Prairie Dawn. Bert smacking around a young girl seems quaint in comparison, especially when the image of a topless Prairie Dawn loads on your screen. A sad setup with a happy ending. Louise swoops in at the last minute to save her chastity. As you pour through the evidence, you find it spurious at best. It's all speculation and tawdry schlock. Where are the primary sources? The photos appear to be crude photoshops. In a post titled, One of the Few Pictures of Bert with Mr. Hooper, Bert lurks behind the elderly Hooper in the general store like a jaundiced Dracula. The text reads, This photo was taken only days before the death of Mr. Hooper. Bert's evil intent so obviously emanates from his eyes. We think he did it. What do you think? No demands for your trust. Accusations. Whispers in the web. Ignatio's just asking questions. These wholesome children's characters weren't Bert's only associates. He had ties to the greatest baddies in history. Hitler, Osama bin Laden, Dennis Rodman, one story paints him as a founding Ku Klux Klansman. The hoods they wear even bear a resemblance to Bert's head. No public figure was off-limits. Football star O.J. Simpson, the king of pop Michael Jackson, and white trash wrangler Jerry Springer all had connections to the man in the striped shirt. But who was Dino Ignacio? And what possessed him to satirize these beloved children's characters via the old wide web? Ignacio was 20 years old when he coded his first website in 1996. He called it Fractal Cow. It was a collection of mini-sites I made, he says. Online comics, poetry, HTML experiments, and random weirdness. Portal sites were designed to bring disparate information together into a curated whole for users to set as their homepage, the first page that loads when you open a web browser. People didn't live in their browsers then, so it was considered a high-value placement because people saw it any time they dialed in. Bert is Evil was just one component in what Ignacio hoped would be a web empire, or a fun hobby. He was a fresh high school graduate, so he was looking to have a laugh. The internet was new, and there weren't too many comedy sites yet, he says. Like Bert is Evil, many features on Fractal Cow were offbeat and a little naughty. I remember doing a bunch of cool web comics called Suicide Boy about a boy who kept on trying to kill himself. I made a horrible website called Cats as Trophies, a collection of poetry juxtaposed with images of rogue-killed cats. Getting a website online in 1996 wasn't easy. There weren't any polished WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get, editors so the site had to be coded by hand into a text file. The tool of choice was Hotdog for editing HTML. There were no tumblers or WordPress themes. You had to build everything from scratch. It was the new frontier. 
Hotdog provided users with shortcuts and a built-in FTP client for uploading the finished site. But creating a web page in raw markup was still a dry, repetitive task. No wonder youngsters like Dino blew off steam in between blink tags by taking the piss out of cultural icons. Why not? It's not like anybody was watching. Yet. The social web didn't exist yet. Big lists of cool links curated search engines like Yahoo and word of mouth on Usenet put the site in front of new eyes. Some people were shocked. Others were confused, thinking the children's television workshop was involved. A lot of folks just wanted to help. Ignacio received unsolicited evidence from all over the world and even found a few regular collaborators. Many fans contributed to the site through the years. People started adding to the original collection I made with Wout Reinders and Jasper Holstoff Pohl. Many mirror sites popped up. The quality of many of the Burt images were substandard, but some were gems. But what about the people who worked on Sesame Street? They couldn't be happy watching their characters' reputations get dragged through the cyber mud. Mocking the most prominent children's show in the country could have opened Ignacio up to lawsuits, criminal proceedings, or worse. Luckily for him, it turns out that Children's Television Workshop is staffed by reasonable adults. They did get it, Dino says. I heard from some people from the Children's Television Workshop in the early days. They had no problem with the site and found it funny. Bert is Evil had chunks of the modern Internet's DNA. Memes, photoshops, and dark humor found on sites like 4chan and Reddit are evolved versions of what Ignacio did with Fractal Cow. This was early crowdsourcing, but the big crowd hadn't quite shown up yet. It was an unusual site for its time. Most comedic websites were plain-text joke collections. Some were even funny, but they didn't stray too far from the content you'd find wandering down the humor aisle at Walden Books. Bert is Evil was created for the web, and its success was due in no small part to how the web was growing around it. A couple years passed and the web was finally growing up. Every news outlet rushed to put out an article about life online. Cybersex, chat rooms, and buying movie tickets were all popular topics. But most articles boiled down to some guy in his 50s lamenting this wacky internet craze they assumed would fade in a few years. Some people took the web seriously. In 1995, the Academy of Web Design and the website Cool Site of the Day collaborated to sponsor the first annual Webby Awards. In 1998, they recognized Bert is Evil as the best weird website. It was a big deal. Back then, the internet was such a new medium, it still sought validation from TV and print. The Webbies was a great way to put a real-world spotlight on what we were trying on the Internet. The award brought Ignacio's humor to a whole new audience, including my own. I was 15 years old, bored on summer break between freshman and sophomore year. Bert is evil, juxtaposed the innocent with the abhorrent. My half-formed brain swelled in excitement. I was studying HTML at the time, so it seemed like a no-brainer for me to attempt a similar site, inspired by, in the spirit of, a rip-off, if I'm being honest. I called it Domination, We Can Stop Brain Together. 
The site, centered on a harsh blue canvas, presented evidence that cultural phenomena like the Teletubbies were really monomaniacal plans by Brain, the genius-level mouse from the cartoon Animaniacs, himself. The site was covered in poor attempts at image composting. I even made a postage-stamp-sized video showing Baby Sun morph into Steven Spielberg, the show's producer, complete with a watermark advertising the morpher software I used to make it. You can still find it if you look hard enough, but I wouldn't suggest it. With the webby win, thousands of new visitors flooded the site. Bandwidth wasn't cheap, and Dino was only a young man, without huge cash reserves on hand. He'd succeeded within one small subsection of his grand web portal, Fractal Cow. Fame. Recognition. Everything but a big paycheck to fund it all. In December 1998, he posted the following plea on the site. Over the past two years, Bert is Evil has been the highest-hitting part of FractalCow.com. We have received tons of mail, both negative and positive. We have been featured in other websites, radio shows, TV shows, and newspapers the world over. We received countless awards, including the Webby Award for Weirdest Site of 1998. The support from all of you has been tremendous. Thank you. All this exposure has generated so many hits that we can no longer afford to keep the site up. Simplenet.net, the server FractalCow.com is sitting on, is now charging us $200 a month to keep the site up instead of $20. They say this is due to the fact that we are using their resources too much. Bert is evil alone generates an average of 8,000 hits a day. Simplenet.net can no longer host Bert is Evil at the low-cost plan we have maintained for close to three years, so FractalCow.com has to bid farewell to Bert. From now on, Bert is Evil will be sitting on mirror servers. Since we put up the site for adoption, we have received over 60 mirror sites. Thank you so much for all the support. To the other people who have offered mirrors, I'll put up your links later. We seem to have enough, but feel free to list them on search engines as a registered Burt is Evil mirror. Even if my hosting fees were for unlimited bandwidth, my host started charging me in the thousands because the site got classified as a high-traffic domain, says Ignatio. I had to close it down and offer the whole site to other people as a zip file they can use to start mirrors. Bert is Evil effectively became a proto-meme. A proto-meme. The description is accurate. The site spreads across the old wide web like a virus. Within weeks, there were dozens of mirrors, which Ignacio kept indexed on his version of the site for as long as it was feasible. The site morphed as it spread, some mirrors adding so much new content they became entirely new sites. One mirror produced a photoshopped image with Bert and Al-Qaeda founder Osama bin Laden. No more salacious than the images of him with Hitler or Bill Clinton, but one that would motivate Ignacio to cut the knees out from under Bert forever. No good thing can last forever. In 2001, Bert moved from filler fluff to hard news when a Reuters photojournalist captured a protest sign in Bangladesh featuring the image of bin Laden and Bert. The protester had printed it off with no awareness of the satirical Western context. News outlets jumped on the story in 9-11's wake. 
Bert wasn't just evil. He was now involved in the mounting tensions in the Middle East. For realsies, the story made headlines on many high-profile news sites such as CNN, the BBC, ABC News, and the New York Times. It doesn't escape Ignacio that this was a sign of things to come for American media. The Burt Bin Laden incident was one of the first times something from the Internet was sensationalized by mainstream media. It was covered on everything from NPR to Fox News. It was very weird to be part of all that, he says. The folks at the children's television workshop decided they couldn't be in on the joke any longer. In a prepared statement, they said, Sesame Street has always stood for mutual respect and understanding. We are outraged that our characters would be used in this unfortunate and distasteful manner. This is not at all humorous. The people responsible for this should be ashamed of themselves. We are exploring all legal options to stop this abuse and any similar abuses in the future. After the Bin Laden incident, they were very polite and asked me if I could take the site down, Ignacio says. I then asked all the mirrors to close down. But as you probably know, nothing is ever removed from the Internet. On October 11, 2001, Ignacio posted the following message on the site. I have taken down the Bert is Evil site from my server. I would like to thank Sesame Workshop for their patience and restraint all these years. I implore all fans and mirror site hosts of Bert is Evil to stop the spread of this site, too. This is not selling out. I was not bullied. I am not being a pussy. I am doing this because I feel this has gotten too close to reality, and I choose to be responsible enough to stop it right here. I hope my other projects will receive an ounce of the appreciation you all showed Bert is evil. While the original site is still available through the Internet Archive's Wayback Machine, Ignacio's decision to allow mirrors back in 1998 ensured it would always exist in one form or another. Some enterprising individuals even created original content to differentiate themselves from the other mirrors. BirdIsEvil.tv, one of the longest-running mirrors, has tried to make a buck and sell merchandise and claim that it is the official site, Ignacio says. I used to be bothered by this, but I've come to accept that I do not own Bert. You can't sling jokes forever. The Webbies are still around, but they aren't the freewheeling, weirdest site, award-giving hugfest they used to be. Dino Ignacio is older now, too. He's settled into something like a stable adult life. After college, he went into the video game industry. He works at Electronic Arts, ensuring the user interfaces in games like Dead Space and Dante's Inferno are super slick. He has a daughter, and they even watch Sesame Street together. It's still a great show, he says. They have adapted very well. You can trace Bert is Evil's influence to other mature Sesame Street parodies. The musical Avenue Q was a big hit only a few years after Ignacio put up his farewell message. It featured parodies of all the familiar Sesame Street residents and Gary Coleman, but presented them with real-world issues like homelessness, mental illness, loneliness, and schadenfreude taking pleasure in others' pain. Songs included hits like The Internet is for Porn, If You Were Gay, and 
everyone's a little bit racist. There's also the lovable terrorist Gitmo and Elmo parody, who appeared in segments on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart in the early 2010s. Stewart's show has always had a good relationship with Children's Television Workshop, not surprising since they're both based in New York City. Cookie Monster himself has even appeared in sketches. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Peter Jackson film Meet the Feebles, which made puppets obscene way back in 1989. His humor was a lot more extreme than Bert is Evil. I feel a little queasy just thinking about it. I asked Dino about modern web culture, memes, mashups, and social media. I think it's amazing, he said. I love how we have used the internet as a means of collaborating on humor and subculture. I'm a big fan of the insanity of 4chan and the hive mind of Reddit. I really love finding single-serving sites like the stuff on internetisuseful.com. It's not surprising he's a big fan of memes, 4chan, and the like. After all, he was one of the first people out there doing it. On his official website, dinoignacio.com, he lists several interviews and articles about Bert is Evil, evidence of the silly young man he used to be. Some people would want to bury jokes about Bert and Ernie performing deviant acts on each other as deep as they'd want them to disappear. What would somebody not raised in the web's textual, embryonic cyber slush think? It comes up now and then as people Google me. I used to avoid talking about it, but I've learned to embrace it. As we did last time, I'm going to run through some stuff I said in the chat while it was going on then. Um, the baby son gift that was mentioned, uh, if you go back to last week's episode with Dino, you can actually see that I included it as B-roll in there. Um, I think, personally, listening to both of them back to back, the writing is much better on the Kindle single than it was on the uh, Old Wide Web epi episode. Um, uh, the Braindom site, I said it might have been a ripoff. It was totally a ripoff. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, and it's also still up at braindom.tripod.com if you want to check it out. And, uh, you know, he's talking about web hosting and about, like, getting kicked off of his web hosting for, you know, using too much bandwidth. It was insane back in the day. Like, uh, it, it wasn't like now where you can get unlimited web hosting or anything. I, I mean, even just a domain name, which you can get for, like, $12.99 for six years now, it was, like, $400 to $1,000 a year. Uh, pretty insane. It, I couldn't afford it as a teenager. Um, Dino obviously could as a college student, which is awesome because it, you know, it got him to America like we talked about last week. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Sorry for the uh, the P word that popped in there. I censored that in the old wide web version. I didn't in this because I was like, it's a book. You can use words like that. It's not going to be a big deal, but a little extreme for language that usually is on where I'm from. Um Let's see here. Oh, yeah. And 4chan freaks me out. I've never gone there. I never will go there. Uh, but I hope you guys have enjoyed this brief jaunt down memory lane with Bird is Evil to see really uh, where my relationship with Bird is Evil is from in terms of, you know, the stuff I originally produced for it. Uh, well, that does it for this brief jaunt down memory lane with Bird is Evil. If you like the show, please consider going to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get a podcast, and leaving us an honest review to help get the word out about where I'm from. You'll find the links to all the places you can find the show 
over at BillMeeks.com slash where I'm from, all one word. And if you go over there, you can also get show notes, uh, interesting links to things we talked about on the show, stuff like that. All right. Come back next week for a more traditional episode with my guest, September McGrady. Really excited about it. Thanks for listening. See you soon.